Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was talking to my parents recently more on the topic of deliverance, particularly in praying for someone who doesn't necessarily know or want deliverance. And so, you know, in the scriptures, we have this beautiful example of Jesus going to the tombs and delivering the demoniac from what at least claimed to be a legion of demons. So that's one example that I can think of where the demoniac did not come to Jesus to say like, oh, please deliver me. No, Jesus went to him and was like, what's your name? And he couldn't even say his name because he was so um, infested. And so if it's this interesting story where Jesus drives out all of these demons and the man is in his right mind and is really grateful at the end. But there's no sense in advance that he even has a mind of his own to be requesting help. And so when I look at that story, I think there there are options in the scriptures that kind of blow any kind of practical rule-based or like principles they're they're just different than what we might expect. And so I wanted to start off with that to say, always follow the Holy Spirit. That said, practically, for people who are not Jesus, <laughs> my mom brought up a couple of different stories that for me, I found helpful and I wanted to pass them on to you. In one of them, there was a man who had been a um, missionary to, I believe it was an African nation, And what he found was that it didn't make any sense to pray off demons from someone who wasn't interested in having them come off. That it truly was like what Jesus said, that the end state was worse than at the beginning. That the the wish to just return to the, the nastiness was so strong. It was not worth his time. And so... Um, I think that was helpful because I know there are times, um, I don't know that I've personally experienced this, at least not yet, but I have different friends um, who, if they're walking down the street, sometimes somebody will hiss at them or otherwise give some form of a manifestation of an evil spirit. And um, I don't think that that's a problem necessarily. I mean, Jesus had that happen when he would enter a synagogue and somebody would manifest um, what they were carrying. But um, I don't think that the call then is to just say like, oh, this demon has just manifested. Let me drive it out. No, like, well, this demon has manifested. Thanks be to God that I carry the Holy Spirit with me wherever I go. And, and, but maybe the Holy Spirit would direct you to pray for that person. I'm not going to say he wouldn't. I'm just saying, don't assume that that's the case. I also had um, a beautiful story my mom told me about one of our friends um, was a hospice nurse. And she said, when I would go into a space, I would pray in tongues over the person, you know, whatever state of mental consciousness or unconsciousness they might be. And just pray quietly as she went about and did her duties. But she said, if they started to get agitated, then I would stop because I felt like their spirit was reacting against what I was wanting to bring and I didn't need to force it on them. And so even with that, I thought that is so honoring, you know, to say 
there is an indication, even if it's a raised heart rate or a little bit more restless limbs. Um, and it's for me, very beautiful. I was thinking about this too. Um, especially when we had to always wear masks going into Costco, I would just sing in the spirit as I walked through Costco, not loudly. And there were never that many people in Costco. So really only, you know, one or two people per aisle maybe would even hear this at all. And at times there would be somebody who would say, oh, that is so beautiful. That is so peaceful, which was really lovely. And most of the time, nobody said anything. But if there had been somebody who got like really agitated, then like, okay, well, I don't need to be singing right around you, you know, like that's okay. So I think the point is that we get to be carriers of the Holy Spirit wherever we go. And so um, this was also such a beautiful analogy recently. I was listening to a sermon by Chris Vallotton and he was talking about how the Ark of the Covenant was... Um, the place, the mercy seat where the, I guess you could say it was the visible presence of God, the glory cloud came and rested on this ark. And he said, but you know, in the New Testament, we get to be the ones who are the arks. We are the ones who carry God, the presence of God in this world. And so Lord, I thank you that we actually get to carry your glory as we walk through this world. And so Lord, I'm asking that you would increase the glory that we walk in. I ask, Lord, that you would that you would be pulling the people to yourself, Lord, as we walk through this world. That they that they would literally stop and be like, "Wait, I want what you have. I love the peace that you're walking in. I love the joy that you're walking in. I want that for myself." And so, Lord, I thank you that you're that good. I thank you that you're that strong. I thank you, Lord, that you. <laughs> actually come and dwell with us, dwell in us. And we ask that we would be good glory carriers in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.